Hello guys, welcome back to Shots Fired Pod. This is Jack here. Um, I hope you're having a great day. I firstly want to apologise because I missed a week. I'm not sure if anyone noticed, but I missed a week. I told myself I wouldn't do that, but life happened. There's been a lot going on. Um, a lot of changes in like big ways. I know I, I feel like every time I come on and I do a summary, I'm like, there's so much change. But this time there is really like a lot of change. <laughs> promise um i feel like each one of these little things i'm going to talk about could be literally an episode in itself so sorry if you can hear the birds um yeah but i'm just going to dive into the first change um i'm sure this is already common knowledge for a lot of people if you're a friend of mine if you're in my world if you follow me in social media you probably have noticed um or done your digging but i'm single yay Woohoo! <laughs> um, I've been single for a couple months now and I'm just in my very selfish me era. Well, selfish in some in some ways, which I'll get into later as well. Um, but yeah, there's I do wanna say there was nothing nothing happened. There was no you know, there's no real bad blood. He's a wonderful person, but um, we just kind of grew apart served its purpose for the time in life and now it's just time for um something different so yeah that's all I'm going to say for the moment on that um also I do want to say like um my I feel like I've just been filling my brain with so much information lately like books podcasts audiobooks um talking to people like there's just so much going on in my tiny mind like reflecting on things kind trying to come up with my own thoughts and opinions on certain things that I thought I had figured out and then I realised that I certainly do not. Um, so if any of this seems like, you know, I'm usually pretty articulate but I feel like in the last few weeks I've really struggled to like voice what I think and feel and my emotions and like I'm finding it really difficult. So if it's all week one big jumble, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Anyway. Um, next change, I went back to therapy. <laughs> so if you've been listening for a while, you know that I, um, I tried better help and the therapist was just like, not, not it, like really not it. Um, and I didn't have anything like major going on then. I was just like, look, I just want to learn a bit about more about myself, like how I act and think and behave and why I react in certain ways. And like, I just really want to know myself more like you know grow emotional intelligence all that kind of stuff and she like literally did not help one bit um so I quit (laughs) and then I was talking to a friend after like the breakup and everything and there was a few other things that were going on and she recommended someone and I was like "Eh," skeptical at first and the friend was like no like she's fucking good so I was like all right try again because this is the third one now and I just did not vibe with the first two and she's amazing. She's amazing. So I'm learning a lot about just who I am, why I react and act in certain ways, why I'm drawn to certain people, what I expect of myself, how I cope with things, um, you know, what I expect from others, all of those kind of things. Um, and it's been really, really super insightful already, which is 
great. That's exactly what I wanted. But it's also kind of terrifying because it just opens up this whole world of like, um, I don't even want to say flaws, but just you realize that, oh shit, I, I need to be a better person. And, <laughs> um, you know, my obsessiveness with work and the business and everything, um, I'm now understanding like why I'm like that because I used to have the, the, um, here I am with my jumbledness. I used to be like, why would anyone not do this? Why would anyone not have their own business and work really hard? And like, um, yeah, I'm just understanding a lot more. So within this, we talked a lot about like core beliefs so that's kind of like what you instinctively and honestly in your heart believe is true. And we've discovered that my core belief is that no one really cares about me and everyone will leave me, which is really, <laughs> really sad. So I'm trying to like, sorry if you didn't expect this to be like a really deep episode, but it kind of is. Um, I'm trying to reverse that, like, you know, that core belief Um which is really hard for me because of the coping mechanisms of that, which are um, I just try to control my emotions and everything. So I shut down emotions, behaviors, communications in order to avoid disapproval by others. Um, I have difficulty expressing vulnerability and emphasis on everything rational and a need to control. <laughs> this is literally me to a T. Like even when I'm even when I'm being vulnerable, I have to like have a joke about it because it's just like ah. um so this is kind of it's hard for me to share but I'm trying okay it's easy when I'm sitting in my office talking to a microphone to myself um and not really you know I don't see everyone listening no one or well, some people tell me when they listen but uh it's kind of easier for me to sit here and just talk to a mic than like even if I was trying to talk to one person about this I would be feeling like like pretty pretty hectic you know um so also a big coping mechanism of mine which no one here will find surprising is unrelenting standards and hypercriticalness so a pressure to perform at very high unrealistic internalized standards excessively focusing on rules time and efficiency while struggling to relax and wind down ah that's me to a t so like when I realized all of these things and we're talking and I understood how true that is, I just started to put everything in my life into perspective. Um, and I was like, fuck, I'm working so, 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 so much. And yeah, I love it, but I don't love aspects of it. So what can I do to ensure that I'm living a life that I fucking love day to day? Um, and that will allow me to spend more time developing this, you know, this other side of me so I can become like more well-rounded and a better friend, a better partner in the future, a better, you know, sister, daughter. Um, so I'm really, it's my era of like self-development really. Um, so yeah, just trying to make a lot of personal changes, connecting with friends and, um, people who I might've, you know, rubbed the wrong way in the past, just really trying to repair relationships and, um, 
that's the way I'm, you know, when I was saying it's my selfish error, that's the way I'm trying to be not selfish is I'm really trying to give back to others, um, be there for others and be a more open and vulnerable person myself so that others feel like I can be there for them. Because if I'm constantly like in the tough mode, like, nah, I'm okay, all good, no emotions, then that doesn't exactly invite someone to, you know, tell me about their hard day or a problem they're facing because I'll be like this tough exterior wall that they don't feel very comforted around. So I'm trying to be better at that. (laughs) Um, And then in my selfish ways, so these are the kind of the things that I am trying to be selfish with. Um, So when my ex moved out, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, now my rent's doubled. Um, What am I going to do? We live in a four-bedroom house. I've got two roommates um, and they live in one of the rooms. One of the other rooms is my office and then the other one is a guest room, but it's like right next to their room as well. And right from the get-go, we're all like, we don't want anyone living in that guest room. So um, it made the alternatives pretty tough it would be like I would move out they swap into the master you know there was just like it was complicated and my instinct was telling me just cop the double rent just cop the double rent you love the room you're gonna be happy there um just do it so that's what I've been doing and it makes me so so happy like I've moved some things around I've put my artwork up like I'm I'm really at home and comfortable in this space I fucking love having my own space my own wardrobe you know like bathroom everything and yeah I have to make sacrifices in other areas to be able to afford it but for me it is so worth it for my my comfort at home my sanity like it is just so good so that's one of my selfish things Um, the other are my health changes, which haven't been like drastic, but I've seen pretty drastic results. And I think a lot of this is like the new, newly single rush to like get super fit and all of that kind of stuff. Um, which maybe not everyone gets, but (laughs) that's me. Um, and I'm sure it'll slow down a bit, but I've been going ham, absolutely ham on the gym. And it has been so fun. Like, I just love it so, so much. Um, I feel so much stronger. I feel so much more comfortable in myself. I'm like, I just feel amazing. I feel really, really good. And I'm super happy. Like, I think it's probably one of the best things in my life right now. Um, I'm being really good with my nutrition too. And that doesn't mean like restricting or like eating super healthy. I just mean like I'm fueling myself with what I want, when I want, and I feel awesome about it. Um, So that's great. Um, I've also been having the before you speak coffee. Holy shit. I'm obsessed with it. I used to be like a a must-have-my-filter-coffee every morning and there would be no alternative. And the first day I had the before you speak, I was like, eh, it's okay. And then literally the second morning I had it, I was like, I am obsessed with this. And ever since then, like I literally at the end of the day, if I come home in my driveway or I'm like going into bed, I am so excited. I'm like, ooh, I get to have a nice sleep and wake up and have my before you speak coffee. So 
I love that. There's like tons of benefits. There's like so many benefits and stuff, but I couldn't tell you what they are. I just find it really yummy. <laughs> um, then there's saunas. I've been doing saunas now and then. Uh, maybe like every other week or once a week sometimes. And yeah, I love them. I just feel so cleansed and like clear and recovered after them. I really, really love them. Um, they're the infrared saunas. I just have been going to City Cave here in Noosa. And yeah, I, I love it. It's like my me time as well. I just get to like either read a book in there, put some music on, put a podcast on and just like sweat it out. I really love it. Um, massages. Tomorrow I'm having a massage. So I came from a sporting background and since I was pretty young, would have like a massage probably every month um, just to like make sure you're feeling good. Um, it's not like an, it's not some, one of those things that you need once you're already sore, it's like kind of preventative, keep the body feeling good. Um, so I've got one of those tomorrow, which I'm very excited about. And then I started boxing, which is a bit random of me as well, but I watched Creed, (laughs) of course, and I was like, I'm going to start boxing. And I have a friend whose partner's a boxer. So I was like, Ellie, I'm going to go boxing. Um, and I did, and I freaking loved it. It was like a lot of mental work to <laughs> like remember, you know, the rhythm and the flow and where you move your feet and all of that kind of stuff. But once that comes a little more naturally, I feel like it'll be the most satisfying thing in the world. So I've really been loving that. And I've been doing my Sunday morning walks along the national park. I feel like they went good three to four month chunks at a time where I just wouldn't even walk the national park. And if you don't know Noosa, that's like the iconic walk you do to see. It's like stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. And I just wouldn't do it. Um, I wouldn't really walk anywhere. I would just like fucking work and go home and go to bed and just be boring. So um, I've been doing that every Sunday morning and it makes me really, 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 really happy as well. So yeah, those are all the things that I've added in health wise. Oh, and touch football. We've started a couple touch football teams and like they just make my Mondays on Monday evenings and I just love it so much I used to play in high school um not like super competitively but like for fun and it was competitive within the schools but I just really such a good game so fun and I love it um that's not all the hell things I got a whoop band as well it's one of those um fitness trackers actually I want to find the actual definition of what it is so I don't butcher this whoop what what is (laughs) typing backwards um analyzes your key metrics like heart rate variability and resting heart rate to determine determine a daily recovery store score and shows you specific lifestyle I just clicked the link sorry just gonna have to wait Okay, it's loading. Why does the Wi-Fi go so slow every time I try and search something and tell you about it? Um, Monitor your recovery, sleep, training and health with personalized recommendations and coaching feedback. So it's not like a watch. It's, I mean, it is and isn't. It doesn't have a face to it. It's literally just like a tracker. Um, And it tells you every day like how – like what your strain is, how recovered you are based on different things it tracks. Um, And apparently it's very accurate. So 
I got this to kind of keep me accountable for overtraining, which from the last things I've said, you're probably like, "Mm, you're overtraining, which yes, I totally am, but it's keeping me sane right now. Um, And overworking because especially when I travel for work, when I have weddings and stuff, like I don't realize how much strain that puts on me Um, just with like the lack of sleep and like, you know, not eating as I normally would, just like so many things get thrown out. So it's nice to have something like to see, to be like, okay, today I do need to rest. Um, So yeah, I'm really thoroughly enjoying it. Next, I've been expanding my reading and podcasts and audiobooks. So I read The School of Life, which is actually at my sister's place when I went to visit Sydney um, about a month ago. And that was like super insightful and has led me to reflect on a lot of things, especially my emotional intelligence, how I can improve it. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of things within there that, like along with, I feel like tied in with the therapist I've been seeing, I've realized what my patterns of thought and action are and kind of trying to rewire those to be a little healthier. Um, In terms of work, I'm giving myself longer times to edit and deliver, which should have been done done a long time ago, um, which has... I mean, the last few weeks have just been so scattered work-wise. Like I have literally up on my wall in front of me all of the days of the week and exactly what I do. I've talked about this before. I'm sure you know it. And lately it's just been all out the window because I'm on kind of survival mode, get through it, just get things done. Um, And as a result of that, I've been slower with the editing, but I'm enjoying it more. Like I'm, it's not like a, task that I'm like okay just get this done it's like a slower process where I can get more creative with it and give it the time it needs and yeah I feel like there's a happy medium within all that structure and um the kind of loosey-goosey that I've been the last few weeks I definitely need to get more structure back in now um but I feel like giving myself more time has been really good like I'm not spending entire days in the office anymore which I would frequently before Um, I'll have breaks to like go outside go to the beach go to the gym even it's just sitting in the sun outside here Um, do whatever I might want to do go get a coffee whatever Um, and I'm just so happy like my days with those breaks and those things in make me feel like I'm not actually working a full day even if I'm putting like a good eight hours in and it's just scattered around. um, I mean, not like crazy scattered, but like, you know, a couple hours here, a couple hours there. um, It just makes me feel like I'm literally on holiday, but I'm still getting work done. So I'm really enjoying that. I'm also putting less pressure on myself within the business to keep hitting huge financial goals that mean absolutely nothing, which is simply due to my competitive nature, which ends up burning me out. So what I'll do is I'll like hit a record month and then I'll be like, sick, let's beat it with no, like, why? What's the point? I'll be like, I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm working too much. Ooh, record month. Let's beat it. (laughs) Like what? This does not, it's like one plus one equals seven. Let's not do this anymore. (laughs) So I've been putting a lot less pressure on it. um, And I've actually still been doing really well. Um, So yeah, 
it's that's been nice to see because I I kind of let go of the the stress and the pressure of it and the results are still coming, which feels really nice. Um yes, then back to the relationship side of things. I've been reflecting on what I really want in a partner and what I truly want, not what I think I want, not what might be nice, not I'm attracted to this and then let's go after that. It's like, what do I actually want in life? Like I'm 29 on Friday, by the way. Um, so I'm 28. <laughs> uh, and I don't really want to not waste time, but I don't want to spend time chasing, well, not even chasing, but entertaining things that I don't think will be right for me long term. So like in the past, I might have tried to not totally mold myself to what someone would want, but just try and be what someone, what I think they might want without even taking the time to think if I want them truly as they are and a lot of that time if I thought about that it would have been no um so I was listening to an episode of which one was this um pretty sure it was diary diary of a CEO with Simon Sinek I'm pretty sure it was that oh gosh was it I don't want to give you the wrong one in case you want to go listen to it yes diary of a CEO episode 230 and this is at around one hour, 15 minutes in where this where they're talking about this. But Simon Sinek explains the three plus one rule. And this is the rule that he has for like looking for a partner, which um, incidentally combined, I mean, like I think it's pretty accurate for me as well. So there's three things that he looks for that are non-negotiables. And if someone's a three, it means they meet all of these things. Number one is an intellectual compatibility. So you teach and learn together. Number two is an emotional com- compatibility. You grow together. And the third is a sexual compatibility. The plus one, ooh, I'll get to that actually. So you can have a good relationship with one or two of these, but you can't have a great relationship with without all three because all of these th- three things will be waxing and waning all the time. And when one is down, you need the others to hold them up to keep that relationship healthy. So a great relationship requires all three of those things. Like you can't be really sexual attra- sexually attracted to each other and emotionally there, but intellectually you can't have a proper conversation. So that's a massive one for me as well. Um, The plus one is circumstances. So that's timing, location, that kind of thing. And Simon was saying like he's met threes who met all of these things, but maybe they live in another country and neither is willing to move. Maybe they're married and have kids and they just happen to meet this person who is amazing, but obviously circumstances aren't right. And he was saying it's not like a sad thing. You just look at each other and you smile and you say, in another life. So the thing is you have to have threes for each other. Um, And this is one of the things that I kind of recognized in myself was 
say someone is really emotionally there for me when I need them, but say, yeah, say they were willing to be emotionally there for me. But if I'm doing the thing that I do and I'm like being all strong and controlling my emotions and not opening up, then I'm not meeting the emotional um, compatibility for them because I'm shutting them off by doing that. So then I'm not a three for that person and the relationship is not great. So without both sides meeting all three of these things plus the one timing, then it's not going to be right. So that's kind of, I don't know, that just really hit hit home for me and kind of put things into perspective. Um, I'm going to go through like a couple other just like podcast moments. I've been listening to a lot of these podcasts. Some of them are re-listens from a while ago. Um, and I've just been like screenshotting on my phone whenever I find a moment that I'm like, ooh, that hit me hard. And so I'm going to tell you some of them. Wow, this episode is 25 minutes in. I'm glad. I thought this was going to be a really quick one. Uh, Okay. So this one was from a Modern Wisdom episode number 436 with Jordan Peterson. And he said, Adventure to excellence is the antidote to suffering. Wallowing isn't. Um, And this was just like a really offhand not offhand comment, but like they didn't really dive into this. But as soon as he said that, I was like, that is so true. So when you're suffering and you're like feeling sorry for yourself um, and you're like wallowing in that, like you are not going to get anywhere. No one's going to come and pick you up. No one's feeling sorry for you. It does not help you at all. Um, Adventure to excellence is the antidote. I just loved that. And then they go into talking about imposter syndrome. And this was the part that like, Um, like I understood, but I've never, I've never heard it explained in this way so clearly. So I'm just literally going to read. Um, everyone deals with that. Every time you make a status shift, as you move upwards, you deal with that because when you make a transition into a new role, you are an imposter. You're a beginner. You don't know what you're doing. That doesn't mean you're a liar or a fake or that you should presume more knowledge than you have. Every great man is an actor of his own ideal. This feeds into the imposter syndrome. If you want to move on to the next stage at some point, you need to act like you're already there when you've just barely started. That's not a lie, but it can be. So he's just saying, don't presume more knowledge than you do have. That's when it becomes a lie. Um, Of course, you're going to feel like an imposter if you have any sense because you're just barely there. Anyone who isn't narcissistic feels like that. It's actually an indication of your mental health and your competence as long as it doesn't become crippling. I really liked that. Like, of course everyone feels like this. Whenever we talk about this publicly, everyone's like, yes, I feel like such an imposter, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't feel like that, you're never going to get to that position where you want to be. And then you're going to get there again. It's just this constant cycle of like, oh, I'm on the edge of this next level. I don't feel like I'm fully equipped yet but I'm pretty well equipped and if I just get through this kind of tricky stage and learn a bit more and become a bit more competent in that, I'll grow that confidence. Then you have evidence to back that up and then suddenly you're at that level and you're looking at the next level thinking, oh, am I an imposter now again? Like it's just this constant cycle of growth and as long as you're going into it with a really – 
open mind of growth and like this is so normal um, and not being a narcissist about it, then it's just such a cool thing and it just it, – it will tell you and indicate you to you that you're on the verge of something great and I love that. The next one was um, an episode of On Purpose with Jay Shetty and this one was with Macklemore, which is kind of random, but um, he kind of gave this analogy. This was Jay and he said, imagine you bought a brand new car and you're like obsessed with this car. It's amazing. And you're out driving and someone knocks into it and it has a dent and it's really bad and you can't drive it and it needs to be fixed. He's saying when he goes home that night, you wouldn't think I'm dented because that's just wrong. You're not dented because your car is dented. I'm not damaged because my car is damaged. It just needs to be in the shop, but it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. And he translated this to like album sales with Macklemore because he was explaining that one of his albums just tanked. Um, if an album wasn't selling, it doesn't mean that the artist is broken or there's something wrong with the with the artists themselves. It just means there's a sim- there's a system or a mechanism that can be improved. And that's actually a really encouraging thing because of course there's nothing wrong with you if something that you're trying within your business or within your life fails. It's just an indication of okay, there's an improvement that can be made here somewhere. Let's figure out where and do it. I'm just trying to remember what this next part was. An alignment of how much we're creating and how we're – oh, in alignment. (laughs) Sorry, typo. So when you're creating out of alignment, you're likely to fail. They were relating this again to the same album. Um, When you make something from a place of passion, belief and caring and then you're putting it out there, it has a much better chance of going well. Uh, And they compared this to like people with – Huge amounts of Instagram followings who start a whatever clothing line business of some sort just because they're like, well, I've got this audience, let's do it. But it doesn't actually come from a place of passion. Um, Then that is quite likely to fail or at least cause you a lot of grief and like absolutely not enjoy the process of it at all. The next one was from another episode of modern wisdom and it's about attaching worth to the things you do and I really related to this um as well so this was I think his name's Chris I'm gonna call him Chris sorry if it's not (laughs) um throughout most of your 20s or throughout most of his 20s he attached most of his self-worth worth to the business he ran um so he was saying you don't have a great self-worth you um, finally find something that you're good at and then you begin to attach everything you do, everything you're worth to everything you do within this business and your success within it, which is kind of how I felt about mine um, in the last year or so. Hey, Noah, no. Um, the interesting thing that changed was he started attaching self-worth to the amount of suffering he went through in order to achieve the outcome of the event. If the event went well, How much did I suffer in contribution to this performance? And if it came too easily, it felt like it was cheated, which is just internalized guilt. And I kind of felt like that too. Like I've worked so hard to um, grow the business to where it is now. But at times there were things like certain goals and things that just seemed to come too easy. And that's 
interestingly, that's when I would feel like um, not super confident or like worthy of where I was. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to work on that too. The next one was another episode of Modern Wisdom with Lewis House. I think it's House. Um, and I'm just going to read my notes again because I, I don't know why I do this. I listened to them all and then I made notes and I made notes in a way that if I read them, they sound weird. But here we are. I'm just going to read it anyway. Taking massive imperfect action on building confidence and reps, but it can be a cover-up if not addressing the wounds that hurt you in the first place. There's a season and a period of time to start that healing and integration process. For him, it wasn't until he went in, went all in into every area of his, of his life that caused the most pain and reimagining it, facing it, doing exercises with it, to where he felt the most freedom and peace in his heart than ever before. Way less reactive to what happens in life. Before he was in fight or flight, constantly feeling someone was out to get him. Um, but building conf- confidence and unwavering evidence that I have put in the reps, I've got the skills, but if I'm still triggered emotionally, it's just taking energy away from being more effective. Being driven to deliver results, using that pain and anger worked for 30 years of his career in getting success, but it didn't bring fulfillment. So it was not sustainable to prove people wrong or to overcome challenges. It didn't give peace. Um, so this kind of hit me because um, I feel like I've been using a bit of that like chip on your shoulder, prove them wrong mentality um, to drive me and I never want to get to a place where like he said he worked for 30 years in getting success but it didn't bring fulfillment. I never want to get there. Um, and I've felt that a bit sometimes when I achieve something and it doesn't fulfill me, that's, that worries me because I'm like, okay, this is my passion. This is what I've been putting all of my energy into. And if I've achieved something amazing, why doesn't it fulfill me? Like there is something seriously wrong there. Um, and that's not all the time. That's just like certain things that have happened and I've noticed those kind of feelings, um, So, yeah, this is, as I said before, like going back, going to therapy, improving my emotional intelligence, understanding myself. I feel like all of these things will help circling back there to build that confidence and unwavering evidence um, within myself. So then I can go and create and work and um, have that fulfillment instead of just using anger and fight or flight to drive me through business and life. I hope that made sense. (laughs) Um, The last one here that I'm going to read off was from Diary of a CEO, episode 56. Um, And this was another really short comment that was just thrown in. And I can't remember what the guy's name was. Anyway, it's episode 56. He said, the deepest moments of suffering can actually be opportunities for growth. There's something there that you can learn from. And that might be an obvious one, but when I heard that, I was like, I feel that so deeply within myself right now because this is exactly where I am. Um, I'm so, so glad that... Noah, can you please stop playing with that? I'm scared it's going to cut out and I'll have to record this again. Um, hey, stop it. 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Where was I? Um, I feel like everything that I've gone through in the last two months has put me on a path to be such a better person, a better friend, a better family member, a better partner in the future, all of these things I already said. Um, and it's just about being self-aware and putting in the work now and staying accountable to myself to get there. Um, I feel like I have so much to learn at the moment and I'm doing everything I can to do that learning and I'm just, I'm really, as much as like breakups and everything suck, I'm really glad it happened so that I can be on this path to be who I'm supposed to be in the future. So I'm just really happy about that. Um, the last one I was going to, this one's from Girls Gotta Eat, <laughs> which I, I used to absolutely love. And then I kind of, um, didn't listen to for a while and now I'm kind of back into it. But if you know them, it's hard to like quote them. It's hard for me to just read off because the others are quite like, um, interviewee, slower, intellectual. These girls just talk over the top of each other. So, um, I can't. <laughs> I can't really quote it as much, but I'm just going to try and play it. I'm going to put the microphone up to my desk speaker and see if you can um, catch this. Just let me put it back to the right spot. 30, 40. Sure, let's go for it. We feel that same way, and we right now have a guy friend that's kind of going through the same thing where he knows that this girl is not the girl for him. They've been together for a year, and he says he wants to break up with her, but he's like, I don't know how to do it because she's great. Well, that's, I think, the worst part of these relationships, and I want to give credit to people that are in this situation, is that these are really hard relationships to end. Yes. Because you say to yourself, this person isn't doing Anything, anything wrong. wrong yeah and you know it unlike when you're in a shitty relationship and everybody around you is like leave him yeah and you know your friends are pissed at you and your family hates you and you're lying to everybody about being with the person everybody is like rallied around you in support of this person and yes your friends love you and of course whatever you decide to do they will support you but it's hard to leave these people because they're not doing anything terrible and it's hard to like even find a window like, I've done yeah. this before, and the, the person's never going to do anything to you. And it's yeah. hard to leave them. And I also think, you know, people get into their heads, like, I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be lonely. And, like, yeah, that's reality. Like, do I miss this person mm -hmm. who I talk to every single day? Like, yeah, I do miss him. I miss him a lot. And mm -hmm. I miss chatting with him and joking with him. And for a couple weeks after the breakup, there were a lot of days that I had to wake up and be like, I have this talk with myself where I was like, you do not miss him. You miss the attention. Mm -hmm. This is your ego talking. Yep. You just don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. But that's not a reason to have stayed because I would have been in the situation that your friend was in or that I've been in previously where this has gone on for seven, eight, yeah. 12 months. And then yeah. you hate the person. Yeah, and for sure. I don't wish that on anybody. That is terrible. I know. That was a really long speech. <laughs> so, yeah, I just felt like... I, I'm not saying that I got to that point where I hate the person. <laughs> that was not that's not true at all. Um, it's not in relation to me. I just felt like that's such a good thing. Like I how do I even say this? This is difficult. <laughs> I'm just glad I'm really glad things worked out how they did. I'm I know it's for the better and I know if I didn't listen to the little signs in my head 
Like I could have clearly, I could have ignored the signs and kept going on for months, years, you know, whatever. Um, and then where would that leave me in the future? I, I feel like I've been handed such an opportunity to grow myself and really I feel like I've saved future me a lot of heartache by just addressing these small problems that were coming up and seeing them for what they were and not seeing it as um, something to put a Band-Aid over, but it was more just like, okay, this is not right for me and fully understanding that, fully accepting that and taking action on that was fucking hard but I knew it was the right thing to do and I'm so glad that I did it. I didn't actually expect to say that much about the, <laughs> about my relationship on here. Um, so I hopefully I don't regret that. But in the spirit of being open and vulnerable and, um, you know, not shutting down my emotions, I'm just going to leave this in here. Um, if anyone else is going through breakup, I'm so happy to talk. I'm here if you need me. And yeah, I just, I'm so, so grateful to have this platform to be able to just express my thoughts. I even feel like it helps me day to day, even being able to just jump on here and say these kinds of things. Um... I have in the past been made fun of for trying to express emotions and that's like probably one of the reasons why I also shut down. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I'm trying my best. I'm so grateful for everyone. I'm here for anyone and I love you all so much. Thank you and have a great week. Bye.